It's Friday. Is it that time of the week again? It's time to get your together. Let some music play. You are listening to Get Fresh. Do you want to learn to put action behind intention? Then it's time to get fresh with your podcast host, Jules Black. 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 Hello, ladies, and happy Friday. I hope you all are having a great week, a great weekend coming up. You have some good plans on deck. Um, Listen, so this is kind of like, I feel like it's been like a month of the same kind of like topics on the podcast, but um, I'm going to do another episode with just a little bit of a life update and just how I'm feeling, what's going through my mind, where I'm at in my journey right now. So I'm going to kind of just do something a little different today. I'm really just going to bypass the, the high and low of my last week. Um, because I just, I don't know, it's just, it's been a lot and I just kind of want to get right into it. So, um, I mentioned on the podcast last week that I had a doctor's appointment with a, um, gastro. Okay. So as I mentioned a little bit of background, um, I don't have a great stomach, um, as embarrassing as that is, by the way, I'm just going to preface this podcast with this whole podcast is actually one big TMI. Um, if you're easily grossed out, if you just don't care to know, I'm going to invite you to, um, check a different podcast out. My personal favorite podcast is the lady gang. Go check them out if you're not into gross stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm going to just say now that I really kind of, um, mold over the decision of whether or not I was going to talk about this, whether I was going to kind of make it public, um, or just keep it to myself because, you know, you have to ask yourself at a certain point, is there a line that's really oversharing? I mean, I'm kind of a chronic oversharer anyway, but, um, this stuff's kind of personal and a little embarrassing to be honest. Um, I don't mind sharing it. I just, my concern is I don't want to gross anybody out. So again, that was your warning to go ahead and switch podcasts if you don't want to hear about gross stomach issues. So, um, back on topic. So I, I really didn't have stomach problems until I was probably 18 years old. Um, I remember like when I went to college and I moved out of the house for the first time, I was very anxious. And I remember like literally having an upset stomach for a week or more. And I'm talking like a really bad upset stomach, like sick, really almost. And I really just kind of attribute it to, oh, well, maybe it's just my anxiety. You know, there's so many things. That's the thing about when you have things going on with your body. I mean, it it literally could be anything. It could be nothing or it could be something. And it's just like, how do you know whether to escalate a concern or not? And that's going to be kind of a a common thread through the whole podcast and a common thread that I'm still having issues with like figuring out to this day. Right. So those stomach problems, they persisted from 18 years old until present. Okay. And I'll be 27 next month. So, um, almost 10 years I've been having issues with my stomach. And like I said, I always thought it was just this quirky thing. Oh, Jules has a bad stomach. It's just a thing. It's, you know, I didn't really think it was anything concerning. Okay. So as I mentioned, I got my Hashimoto's diagnosis about a month ago and 
what I found in my research is that if you have one autoimmune disease, you typically have another one. And so that kind of raised a little bit of a red flag for me in my mind. I was thinking, hmm, well, maybe my second autoimmune disease is something with my stomach. And I have been feeling this way. Okay. So then I had a reading with my psychic medium and we get on our call. And the very first thing she says to me is what is going on with your digestive tract? She goes, something's off. Um, and she basically just said, there is something wrong and that you have a doctor's appointment coming up and you'll get answers. And um, those answers will lead into bigger answers and really give you a better idea of what's going on with you. And it's nothing to be really too worried about, but you're going to start feeling better soon. And so I was like, okay, that can't be a coincidence. Right. Um, so, um, all, while all of this is happening, by the way, I would say it's been about two months about two months ago, I started getting a pain in my ass. Okay. Um, and I have to just joke about it because to be honest, if I don't joke, I'm probably just going to cry. Um, because it's all just so mortifying, but, um, yeah, I'm going to be pretty politically incorrect as I explain what's going on with me. Um, I'm going to use really technical terms like asshole and butt, um, and vagina. Okay. So just, just bear with me here. So I start getting a pain in my butt, um, about two months ago and I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe I have a hemorrhoid. I've never had a hemorrhoid before. I have only heard my family members talk about them, but what I do know about them is they're painful and they're in your butt. So naturally I was like, I must have one of these, right? So I literally go to CVS and I purchase every over-the-counter hemorrhoid medication you can find. And I start using them and literally there's no relief, none. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. So then I started to get a little concerned and I made a gastro appointment. This was two months ago, as I mentioned, and seven hours after making that appointment, miraculously, I wasn't in pain anymore. And I was like, okay, well, um, I guess it went away. So I guess I'm fine. And I canceled the appointment and I moved on with my life uh, for about four days or five days until the pain came back. Now I will say that pain, that initial pain I had was really painful. I mean, like I couldn't sleep through the night. It was waking me up. It was extremely tender. I had to like turn one of my legs out and like leave the other one straight and yeah, it was just really uncomfortable, um, hurt to sit down. So I didn't have pain quite as tense as that, as intense as that. I have not had pain as intense as that in a while. Um, but regardless, after I had that reading with her, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this appointment. I'm going to go. And so, um, I go to my appointment last week and she says, um, well, I say to her, I kind of tell her what's going on. And I say, well, um, I thought it was a hemorrhoid, but it's not. And she goes, well, it sounds like it's a fissure. Um, if you're not familiar with a fissure, it is basically a butthole tear. Um, they're usually like really small, like think more like a paper cut. 
Um, they're very painful. And I have had one of those before I had one of those, um, at the end of high school and it was really horrible. Um, you get them from holding it in and you get them from straining. Um, so in my case, because I have not had issues with constipation, I have the opposite problems. If you want to read through the lines, I'm on metformin. Hello. Um, but I, um, basically she's, I, she said, well, it sounds like a fissure. I said, okay, well, I've had one. It doesn't feel like that, but whatever. So she goes, well, I'm going to take a look and we'll just see. So she goes to do her exam, which is a whole another slew of like, I could go on and on about how much I actually hated that. I would tenfold rather go to the gynecologist and have pap smears than ever have to do a rectal exam ever again. But I have a feeling that I have a lot of those in my future, so it's fine. Um, so she does her exam and she goes, um, okay, well, you don't have a fissure. Uh, you have three fissures. And I'm like, oh, great. Perfect. So then she's, you know, looking further and she's like, um, not trying to alarm you, but it does look like you have an abscess like inside. And, um, I was like, okay. And she goes, so I need to refer you to a colorectal surgeon to have a consult and you need to get in like this week. Um, because this, this can be bad. And I was like, okay, so I'm trying not to freak out. And she basically explains to me, she was like, either it's going to be surgery, um, or antibiotics. Um, and I was like, okay, that's, um, a really big, uh, line there, but I'll go with it. So I end up getting in, I got an appointment on last Friday and, um, naturally, she, she does her exam and she was like, okay, well, we're definitely going to have to do surgery. So now I'm crying in her office and she's explaining to me that a typical, like, and I, here's where I'm going to butcher some stuff. So I apologize in advance. There's a type of procedure that they do when you have like a fissure or in my case, I'm kind of skipping around. So I apologize. She says to me, you have a fistula. Um, which is an abscess inside. And so I'm like, okay. And she goes, well, normal fistulas, you know, pretty easy to fix. You know, you go in, you make a few incisions, it drains and it pretty much doesn't come back after that. It's a really wonderful surgery, but naturally there's a, but, um, she goes where yours is located makes it a little bit more complicated because yours is between your rectum and your vagina. And there's a ton of muscles that run in there. And basically the fistula like kind of like goes in between the muscles. And so I won't know what type of surgery I'm doing or what I'm, what exactly I need to do until I get in there. So either it's going to be a type of surgery where I have to tie this yellow band around it and basically that allows it to drain for two months. And then I have to surgically go back in and remove the drain. Or um, it's the other one is me cutting into things and, and things like that, where you won't have to have the second surgery, but the recovery time is a little worse. 
And so I'm just, you know, panicking and she's telling me, she's like, you know, you really need those muscles as a woman, because for childbirth, you, you need those muscles, not just that, but also if I cut into the muscle, it can lead to incontinence. And I'm like, oh my God, don't even say that word to me, because that is like, for me, very triggering just because, you know, I worked in the senior industry and incontinence is obviously a big thing. And and I've just seen a lot of things and it's just something that I have never, ever like thought about myself at this stage of the game. Um, and so it just kind of sent me into a not great place, um, knowing that I have to have this surgery, knowing that she says to me, yeah. And, and to be honest, I blacked out. I mildly blacked out. I cannot tell you which surgery I do remember her saying the surgery with the band thing would actually be the preferred one because the recovery time is less. Um, and even though you have to have the second surgery, which I'm just like, okay. So, but the thing is, is that she was like, yeah, you might have to wear pads for a couple of months. And I'm just like thinking about all of this and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening to me. Okay. So then naturally I do what anybody would do. And I start to become Dr. Google and I start doing some research. Um, and I'm skipping a little bit of a part too, because the other doctor, the gastro says, we are definitely going to be doing colonoscopy on you when all of this is taken care of, um, after you're healed, she goes, I'm thinking maybe Crohn's, maybe colitis and just, you know, naturally, I start Googling. And by the way, Crohn's is the second autoimmune disease that I personally thought that maybe I, I might have, um, and just reading the symptoms and things like that. So I started to do some research and it turns out that fistulas are actually a complication of Crohn's and 30 to 50% of females with Crohn's end up with a fistula at some point. And so now I'm just like, it, I have to have that, right? Like that just, it has to be it. And I'm trying not to like jump guns and I'm not trying, I'm trying not to freak myself out and I'm trying not to assume, but you know, upon my research, it really wouldn't be that far fetched if I do have it, because I also am an Ashkenazi Jew, European Jew, for those who don't know. And it is a very prevalent disease among Ashkenazi Jews as well. So anyway, I'm just sent into a very, very bad place. Um, FYI, my dogs are coming. So I apologize in advance that my husband let them out of the door after I asked him to keep them away, but it's fine. So, um, sorry. So I am just really upset at this point. You know what I mean? Like I'm just down in the dumps. I'm kind of crying. I don't want to have surgery. I'm terrified of anesthesia. I, it's just, none of it is really ideal if I'm being completely honest. And it really sent me back into a not great place after I just pulled myself out of a not great place. Um, if you recall from last week's podcast, I was saying that I'd been in a really bad funk and I had just put the expiration date on it. And I said, Nope, we're done. Not anymore. Um, and then I kind of <laughs> seeped back into that dark place. Now I will say I pulled myself out relatively quickly. Like by Saturday, I was okay. I, you know, was just going about life. Like I worked out. I was like, all right, I'm not going to sit here and be mopey about this. It just is what it is. And 
none of it is a death sentence and I'll be okay. Um, but I just, the thing that gets me and I kind of keep going here in my pity party place is that my why, like when I started this journey was because I wanted to be healthy. Like I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to go to the doctor and not be terrified. And I want, wanted to, you know, just be, be, I, I, my default, the thing that I wanted to just say was normal. Um, and I know that's unfair, but I'm going to use it because you know what? Real talk. This is, this is real life. This is the truth. This is me and you right now sitting here, having a cup of coffee together talking. And the truth is, is that I just want to be normal. I just want to be a normal person. I want to be healthy. I don't want to have to worry about my weight. I don't want to have to worry about my health. I don't want to have to worry about my numbers, my insulin, my hormones, my none of it. I just, I just want to be normal. Okay. And I, I am, I guess a little bit disappointed because when I had my initial diagnosis of insulin resistance and PCOS, my doctor said to me, Hey, one year on metformin diet and exercise, lose some weight and you'll be able to come off of your medications. And so I guess I had this like real false hope a little bit in the back of my head of like, if I do these things, like I'm very by the, by the books, right. I'm very, I've, I've said this a few times. I'm a rule follower. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, step one, eat healthy. Step two, work out. Step three, get off of all medications and be healthy. And so at my one year mark appointment, I go in and my insulin is still high. And she's like, I want you to stay on the medicine until you're closer to your goal weight. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to pull you from it. And it was just such a bummer. You know what I mean? And now here I am an entire, basically in September marks my two year, um, almost another year into the journey. And I'm on more medications now than I ever have been. And I guess I just was having this little bit of a pity party because it's like, I started this off because of my health, because I wanted to be healthy. And now two years in, I have more wrong with me than I ever did. And I had a phone call with a friend um, on Friday when I was totally in my feels and she had a really wonderful point of, no, you don't have more wrong with you now than you did then, you just have names for it. And I thought that that was really insightful and it really kind of helped me shift my mindset because no matter how good I am at giving advice to all of you, no matter how good of a coach I am, no matter X, Y, Z, when you're in it and when it's you, you cannot help yourself. You just, you just can't, you're human. You still have those feelings and you still need somebody to look you in the eye and to say, it's going to be okay because X, Y, Z. And so I kind of want to leave you with this tool today um, to kind of close out this podcast. I learned this in my coaching certification and it really stuck with me and has been a really useful tool for me in my everyday life. So the tool is that you have to go off facts, right? So the facts are, is I have to look at the history. In my own history, have I ever been diagnosed with something and thought that my life was over? Yes, yes, I have. I have been through this very thing before and I freaking kicked it in the ass and I can do the same thing again. 
because I have that concrete factual information right in front of me that I have, I am capable. I have done this before and I can do it again. And so that's really what's been kind of like, I think that's what pulled me out so quickly um, from it this time is just literally repeating that to myself over and over and over again. I have done this before. I know what to do and I can do it again. I am strong. I am determined. I know that I can get through this. If any person on this earth can get through something, it is me and I've got this. And, you know, there are people in the world who have been through and are currently going through so much worse than me, but that does not make my problems any less. Right. Um, doesn't matter sharing, sharing an elevator with an older couple going into my appointment, my appointments at the hospital. And so I see things and those things, if I'm being completely honest, could be a little bit triggering for me. Um, my dad passed from cancer and it's just, I, I'm, just, I'm very sensitive to it and got into the elevator with an older couple, um, the woman who's very clearly battling cancer. She had, um, her catheter plugged into her and is holding the bag to it. And I'm standing there, like leaving my appointment, looking at her and going, I feel bad for myself right now. And look what she's going through. And, you know, again, someone very wise many years ago said to me, you know, somewhere, somewhere, some, <laughs> some millionaire is having a really bad day because his jet wasn't fueled in time to take off. And now they're delayed by a week and he can't go to the private island he was trying to fly to. And just because that's his problem, because there's starving people in the world and cancer and all the horrible things, it doesn't make his problems any less. It's just different. So that's a perspective I always like to keep. I hope it's something that maybe you can think of, you know, cause we always tend to do that. We try to minimize our problems because there are people that have it worse. I still do it, catch myself, just caught myself doing it. And the truth is, is that, yeah, we can acknowledge there are people who have it so much worse than us, but we're still entitled to feel sad for ourselves sometimes. Okay. And art doesn't make our problems any less relevant. So anyway, that's my update. That's my advice. That's my tool that you can walk away with to put in your own tool belt, keep it handy. You might need to use it. You never know. Um, but I will let you guys know and keep you updated as soon as I have a surgery date. It's looking like it's going to be not this week, but next week. So I am just very patiently waiting for a phone call from them to get um, that scheduled. So I can, to be honest, get this over with because I am really freaking nervous. They're going to have to give me like a freaking horse tranquilizer just to get me into the office, to be honest. So this should be interesting. Um, pray for Chris because he has to take care of me. Um, I don't, I just, this is just, just shitty. Okay. That's the best word to use for it. It's shitty. Um, I really appreciate you guys sticking through and listening to the story. If you're still here, send all the good vibes for, um, calmness my way. I don't even need healing prayers. Like I think I'll be okay. I just need like a mental health prayer for, um, my sanity and Chris's sanity and the doctor's sanity who has to, um, listen to me cry hysterically, when they try to give me a shot or anything. So, um, 
everybody have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Get a little fun in the sun in summer is coming to an end. It's about to be grind time before the holidays. So we got this y'all take care. Talk to you soon.